Hola, Crashers! How are you? It's Charla and Jennifer here. You know, the Wedding Crashers podcast where we watch wedding movies and shows and then uh, talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) But today... We are reading you your own stories. Yes. Your your wedding fails or your wedding crashing moments or your it's a mini session, ladies and gentlemen, and we couldn't be more excited. You know why I'm excited? Because someone took the time to once again email us <laughs> and just, you know, be special. And that makes me feel special. And that makes you feel special. And who doesn't like to feel special? It's true. Ugh. Well, so what's fun about this one is I saw it come in. So I told Charlotte, do not <laughs> read it. And then I thought, maybe I shouldn't read it either. So we're going to read it together at the first time. Of course, I skimmed it to make sure that there wasn't, they weren't like, don't tell me anything about anything and keep me secret. <laughs> so you didn't but, read it on air. And then at the bottom, it's like, I just wanted to share that with you, but don't put it on the podcast. But don't put it anywhere or I will die. Um <laughs> No. So we're going to read it together for the very first time. So it could be crazy. It could be sweet. I have no idea. I feel like um, it's an Apple launch and this rating <laughs> is killing me. What's it going to be? Are you Steve Jobs or am I Steve Jobs? Uh, I don't know. I'll arm wrestle you for it. <laughs> I don't own any black turtlenecks. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. You do. Yeah. I've seen it. So you can be, <laughs> you can be Steve. It's uh, fine. As long as I can be your wife. <laughs> I don't know how to feel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. (laughs) I'm already already laughing. I know, and I don't even know what's about to happen. Okay, it says, Hi, ladies. I've been meaning to send you all this story since I told you about it at the shootout in Tyler. I miss you too, and I hope all is well. Okay, it says, Told from the florist. It was an hour prior to the wedding starting, and the ceremony celloist was an hour late for setup. Okay. The planner started to get worried and called her a few times with no answer. Approaching 30 minutes from go time, and there was still no celloist in sight. The planner started calling even more and leaving voicemails. We were in pure panic, but thinking, maybe this girl can roll up with 20 minutes to spare. Tune real quick and make it work. But guests were starting to show. Mm. Oh my God. 15 (laughs) minutes out, the planner emails, Instagram messages, as you do, does everything she can think to reach out to the musician. At five minutes out, the planner pulls the bride and groom aside and lets them know that the reception guitarist will now be playing the ceremony songs and that she wanted to tell them beforehand so they didn't panic. She didn't explain details, but said all was fine and everything was set and perfect. Post-ceremony, the planner gets an email from the celloist account that says, What? Don't. I'm scared. Oh, no. (laughs) Post-ceremony, the planner gets an email from the celloist account that says, quote, Jordan died four days ago. (gasps) Suddenly, this is her mother. We just got access to all of her accounts to try and cancel any of her upcoming engagements. No. 
Apparently, this one slipped through the cracks. She is no longer with, with us, and we are heartbroken. On her behalf, our family is sincerely sorry for the inconvenience this has caused the couple. We aren't sure who we sh- she was supposed to play for today, but please extend our deepest apologies. End quote. The wedding team and couple felt awful. Oh How could this be? All of the anger we had felt the last few hours, and then this guilt, this poor family. Mm-hmm. The reception was a beautiful brunch wedding, and there were no more hiccups for the day. After cleanup, the planner gets on her phone and she sees Instagram stories of the celloist, stories of her face, her driving, having brunch, (laughs) doing things throughout the day. Girlfriend tried to fake her death for a minute as an excuse (laughs) to get out of an obligation she probably slept in, but then this dumb enough to post stuff online. No words. Let's just say I don't think she or the Dallas Symphony enjoyed her review. <laughs> that That is so – like there are so many things to talk about. It's – I'm not breathing. <laughs> first of all, I was terrified that you were going to tell me that she died. And I'm terrified to tell you that I've had that thought and it's terrifying. And What a roller coaster of emotions. But now I'm like, is this a millennial or a zillennial? Like how – these are not the days where you work at Target and you can call in <sighs> 10 times because your grandma died. Like how many grandmas have <laughs> you got? We know that you've done it. And these – you can't own a small business and social media and continue to lie and not be human. Those days are over. You've got to just be like, I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot. I totes forgot. Or I heard that the brunch at Breadwinners on Saturdays is the tip and I didn't want to come. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not. Sorry. Boop, boop. My cello's really heavy. Like, Do you know I'm sorry. Does this girl not believe in capital K karma? Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> like, what even? Mm-mm. I literally, my adrenaline was literally like up and down this whole story. I'm so glad we did this this way. Oh my goodness. I. <laughs> Do you know what's really interesting is last night I'm working on the computer. Jesse's out of town. So I'm watching my son's favorite show because I told him that I would watch it start to finish because he always tries to talk to me about it. And it's which is how I met your mother. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I just have in general thought that it's probably a gross show because of Barney, but Barney has oh, a no. heart. It's actually yeah. pretty great. And I'm enjoying it. I'm in like season three. So there was just a wedding, which I'm sure someday we're going to talk about. But mm-hmm. there was a celloist and she was an issue in this wedding. And I was literally <laughs> laughing all night about what an impact one if you only have one person playing an instrument. And then this is the mini you read. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? And here's the deal. Listen, if you're a celloist and you're listening to this and you want to defend yourself, that's fine. But like celloist, like cello, the 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 instrument is moody mm-hmm. and like I'm so sad, but I'm pretty. <laughs> and listen, chick, you might be sad and you might be pretty, but you don't get to pretend that you're dead. <laughs> For real? <laughs> what even? How? Do- did your mom actually have to get involved or did you pretend to be your mom? Because the days of you being able to forge your mommy's signature or pretend to be your mom are also over as of like ninth grade people. Her mom definitely did not write that. Let's read it again. <laughs> they because should a mom- shot that crap and send it to her mama. She has an important lesson to learn. I hope that it's in the review. Golly, the mom. Could you imagine the mom- thinking... Oh. 
Sorry. The mom only says, Jordan died four days ago, period. <laughs> Suddenly, period. This is her mother, period. I'm sorry. If you say this is her mother, <laughs> it's not your mother. <sighs> you would reply, I regret to, you know, hello, whoever this is. I regret to inform you that my daughter passed away on blah, blah, blah time. It was incredibly unexpected. We are completely shaken and blah, blah, blah. You don't say this is her mother. When when your comedy podcast for weddings that you like to listen to outlines what your death email should sound like properly, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, crashers. Listen, you've come full circle, baby. You're going to lie about being your mom and being dead. This is how you do it. <laughs> you know why this email is perfect? Let me tell you. Because it's everything we've ever wanted yes, for in life. It's it's a wedding. It's death. It's like partially crime because that is forgery. It is it's everything I've ever wanted in my life. It's everything. What it's if everything. she what if she had three weddings that day and it's actually three weddings and a funeral? <laughs> You're ridiculous. You know what? I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when the when the planner pulls up that girl's Instagram during the reception. You know, if it were me, you would be able to say, Charla did this three days ago and is only just posting about it. <laughs> or three months ago. We don't know. <laughs> Why go straight to death? Why not be like, my car got a flat? <laughs> Yeah, there's so many other options that are totally forgivable and reasonable. Why not? Also just like being an honest person. Because right. Because we all forget. Like, I don't know. Have we ever told any forgetting stories or have we decided that was a bad call? <laughs> <laughs> I think – so, I mean, I have nightmares quarterly, regularly. Or like you're driving down the tollway on a Saturday and you're not – I'm doing the steering wheel right now, by the way, with my hand. <laughs> um, and you're like – oh my God, it's a Saturday and I'm not at work. Did I forget someone's wedding? You literally have those thoughts when you have a free Saturday to yourself. So it's like the ultimate fear of being in the wedding industry is that you've forgotten a client. It's never happened to me on a wedding day. It has happened to me like within an hour before a session and then I remember and I'm still make it there. I remember early on in my career, a client texting me to tell me they were preemptively letting me know they were going to be late. And I was like, oh, thank God they told me that because I completely forgot this was happening. Yeah, that's um, That was pretty early on in my career. Now it's like written down everywhere and I have multiple alerts and all these things because, you know. But no, that I, I've forgotten. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I haven't forgotten a wedding. Um, no. But I will tell you that if anybody in the wedding industry that's like a florist or a planner texts me on a Saturday, <laughs> the the seconds that it takes my phone to unlock and open the message <laughs> are some of the most stressful seconds of my entire Terrifying. Life. Yeah. Because, Terrifying. I, because I have forgotten a session before, not a wedding, thank God. But that was it was like a at a pretty important session and they texted me that they were early and scouting a spot cuz they were going to be asking somebody a certain question and i'm at target in onesie <laughs> pajamas buying christmas presents the day after christmas for Jesse's parents because that's when we're headed to their house so you know that's what we do so we like are in the checkout line and i get this message and i have no idea what it is talking about and then i realize something that happened months prior that's on the calendar um yeah and so i freak out and i just run out of the store screaming and Seth and Jesse are left behind <laughs> 
And I get to the car and remember that they're there. And so I drive up to the front and they're there with like all of the things that we, he's like, I just had to buy like $300 worth of stuff that you were, some of that was yours. And they get in the car and I can't even express what's happening because I'm freaking out so bad because I'm in a, literally I'm in a full body onesie and I have to go back to my house. You don't have your gear. Nope. I don't have my gear. I got to go home and get my gear and then drive to Dallas. And I have T minus no seconds to do it. Get in the car. I don't even have time to explain what's happening. But I'm having a full-on panic attack. So instead of being able to drive home, I'm just driving in circles, like <laughs> practically not breathing. And Jesse's like, I don't know what's happening, but if you want to get somewhere, pull over and I will drive. Just tell me where to go. And I like, we we do the the fire drill in the car situation. And I'm like, home, 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 home. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to call anybody and everybody that is in Dallas that can take it. And I ended up having to give this uh, proposal to a local Dallas photographer, pay them every penny I made. And then they ended up getting a great wedding. Oh. Shout out, love oh. you. What a great community. But yeah, I, so then when, <laughs> when I got it solved, I was able to tell Jesse everything that happened. And we went ahead and wrapped presents and turned around and had Christmas. And that is the roller coaster <laughs> of being a small business owner. Oh my God. I will never, I will never forget. It was like year two of my business. And I had never been to, what is that venue uh, in Colleyville that, oh gosh. Whatever. I had never been before. And so I just typed it in. And it, this was like the beginning of iPhone maps. So like they weren't super reliable. So I just typed in the name. What is Oh, Piazza in the Square or whatever. Yes. What that's what I, I don't know. Saying. So I type it in to my map and I just do what it says. And I arrive at this like apartment building in Dallas. And so I call my bride and I'm like, hey, uh, I don't feel like this is right. Like, where are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're here, you know, whatever. And I was like, where? And she tells me like where they are. And I'm like, that is not where I am. And thank God I scheduled the session for pretty like early on in the afternoon and I was able to get over there, but they were so angry. Like, really? They sat there for an extra like 45 minutes and they were mad. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, not, like there was zero consequence other than me being late. Nothing, nothing even happened, but they were mad. And I remember driving like a bat out of hell mm. to get there. We just, I think we go through, we go through a lot of emotion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know for me, like when I sit down and think about everything that I have to do in my business. Yeah, it's a lot. I, it's a lot. I get super exhausted just thinking about it. And then I'm like, how do we accomplish it? And the thing is, is we accomplish somehow day by day, one step at a time, but occasionally mm -hmm. something like this happens. And it's just because we're one person doing everything that a, a business has to do because we still have to run a full on business. So it's just be kind to small business owners. Yeah. But um, yeah. wow. Don't I fake just, death. Don't. It's not Never fake. Never fake your death. Okay. Even when you're like laying on the couch and you want your husband to leave you alone, <laughs> don't yeah. fake a death. Or a headache. Fake some snoring. Like just fake try snoring. anything. <laughs> fake a headache. <laughs> oh, man. You should only oh, fake your death or play dead if you're being attacked and that's what it calls to survive. But never – to get out of work and don't make your grandma die 10 times either. Like that's bad juju people. <laughs> Karma with a capital K. I just really, I think I really believe that what you put out is what you get back. Yeah. So I hope this celloist was already married because someone 
Some someone on her wedding journey is going to bite her in the ass. Maybe she has the situation that How I Met Your Mother did, and it was where the the cello player is like, do pregnant and do and going into labor. <laughs> <laughs> but why not just say that then? Yeah, I know. I don't know. She could have gone that route. She could have gone a lot of routes. You also could have just stayed off social media for a little while or maybe blocked them. You just had a lot of options. When you asked, is this girl a millennial? Is she a zennial? I'm like, she's absolutely a millennial. There's no way. There's no way that she's older than us. I wonder the difference between, well, a zillennial is younger. So I wonder the biggest difference in this situation between a zillennial and a millennial. First of all, I guess zillennials wouldn't quite be old enough to be great cello players yet. Yeah, maybe not. Unless I mean, maybe that's not true. they're prodigies that's and not exactly. white. Just kidding. <laughs> but then, but if they were young, that would make sense that they would think that those are two different worlds and that they would never collide. Because I, I don't think somebody who's 30 is going to be like, oh, they won't see my story. <laughs> no, it's going to, it would be the very like tail end of a millennial, I think. Like mm-hmm. no older than 23, no younger than 19. So they're like a millennial? <laughs> yeah. Whatever. A millennial. Listen. I am so on so many levels. I'm like, I'm not a millennial. I am not. We've had a conversation. I know. You are. You I know. I know that I qualify as a millennial, but I do not identify with what the world says I am. Well. I'm like, no. mm -mm, Me and my friends do not fit in this category. Give me something else. You're so you're not totally my personality. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And you're not wrong. The only thing that makes it important for us to be accurate when we're determining what you are is based on marketing only. Like your your buying decisions, how are they made and where do you do your shopping? And we need that information as small business owners so that we understand how to find our ideal client. So in that realm, you are in fact a millennial. But in terms of right. like when baby boomer, when baby boomers talk about millennials though, I'm just like <laughs> I'm 45. Don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, okay, so Jesse, shout out, love you. Um, He, uh, he, like, when we first were really together, he would like to pay a bill in person. So he would, like, drive down to Tri-County Electric. It's not far. It's, like, three blocks. And he would go and are you 98 years old? And he would pay his bill. And then he would be like, oh, I got to go to Sprint and pay my cell phone bill. And so I would be like, what are you doing? So it took a long time for him to really understand how convenient he could just sit on the couch and pay all of his bills. And he does that now. But I remember thinking he's not a millennial. Like, no, <laughs> but he has become one more, but he's still not anywhere close to where I am because he'll still go to like three stores to accomplish a goal. Whereas I'll be like, Oh, Amazon has all of it. I'll just wait a day. You know? <laughs> Which I feel like, you know, let's pretend that this pandemic thing happens and we're all told we're to not. like, to stay in place. I was listening to a podcast the other day, surprise, surprise, uh, where they interviewed a girl who lives in Wuhan and she's been told to stay in her home. And the only people she talks to are her parents that she lives with. And I think her grandparents and then the people who deliver stuff to her. So I'm like, are we like, will Amazon run out of stuff? I don't know. So Yeah. I mean, all we, if we want to go that route and think about all the things that could happen, there's a lot and they've made a million movies and shows about it. But I do think that, you know, it it would be best if we do need to put a town on lockdown to save it from becoming insane. Why not? Because what, so what happens if everybody in New York is quarantined for two weeks and everybody either gets better or sadly doesn't, um, but no longer has the virus. Does that mean it just, the madness ends? 
because I have some work to do, okay? I am basically in the Northeast all summer for weddings. It's I'm either in Boston, Hudson Valley. Well, here's the deal, Boston, Charla. New we York. have three we have three confirmed cases in Collin County now. Oh, I thought it was only one potential case. It's three. Oh. I just got a just got a notification about five minutes ago. Okay. Um, well if you excuse me, I'm gonna text my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my I mom works texted. my mom works at a hospital where one of the supposed cases no. was Yes. And they have that whole room like quarantined off or whatever. But if you listen to – so one of my favorite podcasts, shout out to Science Versus. Go listen to their – we'll end this conversation by saying go listen to their newest episode on coronavirus. Um, incredibly insightful. Honestly gave me so much information that I felt at peace and also a little bit hopeful and also a little bit scared. So <laughs> go listen. It was great. Um it was really intriguing. And the numbers on the virus are changing every day. So. They are. And I mean, I'm just mostly concerned about our elderly, obviously. Yes. And so our I, parents. Yeah. And, and I parents, travel yeah. a lot. I don't think there's any reason I'm not going to be able to get to New York in June. Um, I have no, my husband works for CM. As young, healthy people, the biggest risk to us is being a carrier to infect people that we care about. So I feel like I'm not going to be able to see my mom for a while because when I go do my travel to New York, like I'm not going to go to my mom's house. No. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's important that we educate ourselves. And that's why they're saying like, you know, some some people – you need to go listen to the episode, but some people can – test positive for the virus and have zero symptoms. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important that we be testing people who are showing any symptoms at all. But like, that's why we might close down schools. That's why we might close down, you know, all kinds of things because someone could have the virus and not know and then go to work in a nursing home and just kill everybody. (laughs) Like you don't know. So Um, go listen. It's science versus episode on the coronavirus. I mean, we're talking about death anyway. So I guess we just circled full circle. Maybe that girl just had an early bout of coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we're all going to be a okie dokie. I think it'll be fine. But anyways, um, well, we're going to go and we're going to go record an episode in honor of International Women's Month. Ooh, ooh. Obviously. It's the, so, month and the, uh, the month, but then they also gave us a day. It might be the shortest day. day of the entire year. Tell I'm me sure. why it was a Sunday sure too. Like that wasn't on purpose, right? <sighs> of course it was. And it's on a Sunday. I'm like, no one's give me like a Friday. Right. <laughs> give me yeah, I want I, I want a freaking Thursday. That's ladies' night anyway. Make it a two for right? I guess it'll change every year. It better because the meme that I saw that said something about we can't even have equal days on our holidays because we get shorted an hour for National Women's Day. I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And of course, see, here's the thing. Of course, as women, we would notice that that happened. A man would never notice that we got shorted on International Women's Day. We would be far too concerned about uh, the men's feelings. Like, will, will they read too much into losing an hour? Will they think it's a thing? We should probably move it. We don't want them to think it's a thing. But they're like, dudes are like, why would anybody ever go there? And then they move on with their life. That's why like they do. And, you know, as we talk about business and stuff, the more conversations I have with my husband, the more it's like so easy for him to just be focused on being in his lane and doing his job Uh at his best and not ever concerning himself with, you know, the people that are maybe in the lanes next to him 
Yeah. Just, just, well, what a thing. I have, what a thing. I have a, I have a jillion thoughts on this and we're going to legit, we're just going to pick up this conversation on the next episode. So if you Ooh, want to come okay, and yeah. get all the feelings to about be being continued. a boss ass bitch, come on the next episode. And for now, crashers, rule number one, what is it? Never leave a crasher behind. Rule number two, wash your hands for 20 seconds. While singing. <laughs> Soap and water. A little bit of Lexus. And then make sure and dry them because germs transmit more easily through liquid. And if okay. you're at the airport, wipe down your uh, suitcase after you wash your hands or before so that you're not just putting them back on the same germs. Yes. Yes. Just carry around some wet wipes. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.